0: This is a Liverpool Echo podcast on Anfield Plus, the home of your daily podcasts, bringing you the inside track from Liverpool FC. With
1: Liverpool sitting top of the Premier League, Red supporters can now sit back, relax and watch an old firm derby between Celtic and Rangers that they have more than a vested interest in. Sunday's Parkhead showdown represents Liverpool legend Stephen Gerrard's first experience of one of the biggest matches in world football since he took over Rangers in the summer. And if any was needed, extra spice is added by the fact that the man in the opposite dugout would be none other than Brendan Rodgers, Gerard's final manager at Liverpool and the man who has led Celtic to back-to-back domestic trebles. But as the guest of this special podcast explains, Gerard's arrival in Glasgow has transformed Rangers and for the first time in years, Celtic can feel their rivals breathing down their neck. Johnny McFarlane works for the Daily Record and he produces and presents the Record Rangers and the Transfer Window podcasts. And he spoke to myself, Paul Wheelock, after Gerrard's side secured their place in the Europa League group stages with a remarkable win in Russia on Thursday night that was achieved in spite of the fact that they finished the second leg with nine men. Johnny talks the impact Gerrard has made north of the border, how Liverpool own Obi Ovi Azaria and Ryan Kent are getting on at Rangers, the influence of two of his former managers at Anfield and of course his crunch clash with another. Enjoy.
0: An Anfield Plus podcast
2: from the Liverpool Echo. Hi, Johnny. Thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. Uh, I'd ask, are you looking forward to Sunday? But probably the more pertinent question is, are you you still recovering from Thursday night yet?
0: Yeah, it was quite an incredible game. Uh, Rangers have had, quite frankly, a, a superb run in Europe by Scottish standards. I think down in England with the glamour of uh, Liverpool's run to the Champions League final. It's it's quite difficult to put it into context, but Rangers were uh, knocked out of the Europa League qualifiers by the fourth-best team in Luxembourg this time last year. <laughs> so, so while uh, Maribor and Osijek and Scoopy and Ufa aren't necessarily household names by European standards, they're certainly of a level that is greater than what Scottish teams normally beat at this stage. I mean, Aussie put out PSV this time last year. Maribor were in the Champions League. As you know, they faced Liverpool. Um, so they're, they're reasonable outfits and people are just incredibly impressed. And it's a great achievement for Steven Gerrard that he's managed to get get Rangers through these ties, especially given the mess he inherited from, uh, from last year.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll probably touch on that but certainly that Ufa game. Nine men, you know, for the I think it was the last 20, 20 25 minutes, you know, to showed some courage to get over the line there.
0: Well, absolutely. He seems to have built a team in his own image. Determined, uh really strong mentally and, and you saw that last night. Um it's actually the fourth sending off in 12 games last night, the two that's the two sending offs. It's it's actually becoming a bit of a theme that, that Rangers lose a man early in the game and then have to go to, to deliver a backs-to-the-wall performance. They did that against Aberdeen when they lost uh, Alfredo Moreno Morelos after 10 minutes and against St Mirren when I think they lost uh, Ross McCrory after around 30 minutes. And Gerrard has shown a real level of tactical intelligence with the way he set up his teams after losing, losing men. And you saw that again last night. And there's, there's just such a... A collective will amongst the team that he's installed that, that really wasn't there and hasn't been there for several years at Rangers. Um, I'm a great believer that individual clubs have their own mentality that, that goes beyond managers. Um, you think of Celtic and you think of a, a team that always plays good attacking football, and possibly the same at Liverpool, uh, Manchester United, where you. You think about other teams that are maybe a little bit more defensive-minded. Rangers, the sort of club ethos has always been hard work, determination, grit. And that's what the fans want ahead of anything else, in my experience. Of course, they love great footballers. And we've had a lot of them at Rangers over the years, like Brian Loudrup and people like that. But first and foremost, to be a successful Rangers player, you need to have a really, really strong mentality. And the manager that Rangers have had over the last week while... They haven't installed that. Gerard is doing that, and it's very, very starkly apparent. And you, you see that with managing to hold out against nine uh, with nine men for the last twenty minutes against a team who came sixth in the Russian top flight last year. So certainly no mugs. Definitely.
2: And you talk there about the mentality. You know, two outsiders. People who look at Rangers, see the unbeaten start, and go, "Well, yeah, they, sh- they should be the Rangers Football Club." But to paint a picture, how different was it before Gerard arrived?
0: Yeah, m- massively different. Um, I think this sums it up most, this this statistic I'm about to give you, which is in their last 12 league games of last season, they lost 22 goals. Wow. And in the last 12 games under Gerrard, they've lost eight. So already in such a short space of time, with 12 new signings, it's actually 13 today because Joel Warrell signed and we're expecting potentially more. Um, he has completely changed around the entire mentality of the club uh, in that very short space of time. And and most impressively, he's completely uh, rearranged, reorganised and refocused that defence. And it's just a completely different animal now, Rangers. They are looking a lot stronger. Um, They can fight you. They can also play a little bit. In the past, Rangers have been getting bullied physically by teams in the Scottish Premier League. It's an extremely physical league. And the reason that you need a big mentality at Rangers is because there's only really two big clubs in Scotland. People will talk about Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen. They're decent-sized clubs, yes. But Rangers and Celtic are behemoths in comparison to the rest of the league. And what that means is every player in every other club sees a game against Rangers as Celtic as the apex of their season. And therefore, they will be pumped up to hitherto unseen levels. And those players play significantly harder and significantly better because they know the chance of them improving their careers comes down to how they perform in these games against uh, what we term the old firm clubs. And that's why when you become a Rangers manager or you're a Rangers player, you have to be at it 100%. It's maybe not technically anywhere near the level of Premier League clubs, but the mentality to win that you need... When the fans are baying for a win every single week, a draw away from home, not good enough at Rangers, and that's what Gerard has started to deliver at Ibrox so far. I think
2: has that had a knock-on effect on the fan base? We all seen the scenes when he was uh, unveiled at Ibrox in the summer, but is, is have they really bought into him and bought into the to the manager and the player and the, the person, Sorry.
0: Yeah, I think so, absolutely, and uh, there was some. Uh, media commentators that, that were unsure about the, the appointment when it was made and, and probably, understandably, because of his lack of experience as a manager. And Rangers isn't really a club <laughs> for a rookie. You know, 50,000 people every week. They've gone through an exceptionally <laughs> difficult time with their finances, obviously, going down to the third division and coming back up. So the club isn't in a position of strength. Um but he's come in and he's not looked in any way like a man who's finding his feet as a manager. He's looked like a guy who's who's got all the answers at the moment. And in Europe especially, it's just incredibly impressive. Now, the three league games that have taken place, you've seen Rangers win at St Mirren, um, win at Ibrox against St Mirren. They drew against Aberdeen in a very difficult away tie, 1-1. But as I say, they were down to 10 men for 80 minutes in that game. They dominated the game. And they only they only drew the game because of a, a last-minute knockdown and a great finish. Uh, so so it, was, it was very, very close to a victory. And people were very impressed by what they saw from Rangers in that game. Aberdeen, of course, finished second last year. Um, and in the game against Motherwell uh, on at the weekend there, it was a 3-3 draw. And it was Rangers' worst performance of the season. Uh, very, very... Uh, physical side Motherwell and they really caused Rangers a lot of problems. The only time that the defence that Gerards built has looked in any way questionable was against Motherwell um, but it's, it seems to me that it's a bit of an aberration based on their performance last night because the two central defenders that Gerrard's brought in, Nikola Katic from Croatia, 21-year-old Uh, looks to have a a really sparkling future in the game if he continues the form he's shown and Conor Goldson who's uh, the third choice at Brighton have both been terrific sign-ins and and have quickly formed a very very good partnership
2: Yeah and when we're talking about individual players there uh, can I ask you about the two who are on loan from Liverpool over here and Ryan Kent how are they doing?
0: Yeah, I'll start off with, uh, with Ovi Ajaria. Um It was apparent to anyone who was in the stadium when he made his debut that he was a player of, of immense technical quality. Uh, he has a, a very languid gait. So when he, he takes the ball, he just looks like he's got so much time. And I think some fans, they either take to that kind of player or they don't. Um, so there was a bit of criticism surrounding him um, because he, he doesn't look like he's a guy that's going to work hard. You know, he's got that kind of, I'm not comparing him to this player, but he's got that pure low-like quality where he takes the ball in space and he just looks like he has all the time in the world. Um, but maybe he needs to add a bit of um, a bit hard graft. But what I would say is in the last couple of games, he's been absolutely fantastic and he's added that, that hard-working element to his game. And one of the key aspects of the Gerard philosophy is the high press. He seems to have been heavily influenced by two of his former Liverpool managers uh, rafael Benitez, first of all and then jürgen klopp in terms of the pressing we can maybe talk about that in a bit more detail later but that's one aspect that Jaria has really taken on in the last couple of games and he's got a goal in each of the last two games and if you saw his strike against ocf uh, against ufa uh, last night you'll you've seen a, a really terrific dipping shot uh, from the from the edge of the box at the top corner that that highlighted um, how far he's come in a very short space of time. So he looks like a real find. I, I fully believe he will be a Premier League player in future. Whether or not he's good enough to play in that Liverpool midfield um, is another matter, because obviously we're talking about maybe one of the top ten teams in Europe, and and to do that, he'll he I think he'll need him not at least another season away on loan. But. A player of immense, immense technical quality and a, and a real talent, I think. As for as for Kent, um, I don't think he's going to cut it at Liverpool as a winger. Uh, personally, um, I think he's a very, very good player, um, very tactically intelligent, but maybe not quite at a level to break through against the kind of quality that that Liverpool have there. You know, the the, the manies and the. Salas and uh, Shaqiri on the bench, you know, that is that is a really tough ask for any 21-year-old kid. But he's very quick, he's very direct, and he's very tactically intelligent. If you ask him to play on the left and shut down the fullback, he'll do that. And uh, he's been quietly impressive so far. Not scored yet. Um, I think Gerard was talking about it in the press last week, that he felt that things hadn't just quite fully come off for him. Even though he's playing pretty well, it just a bounce of the ball here and a bounce of the ball there, and against them And, and I would, uh, I would agree with the manager on that. I think he's, he's certainly done well, and and and, and definitely a player that, that can have a good career. But as as for whether or not he can, can break into the Liverpool team, I, I don't see that as being likely. I see Ajaria as as the one that can have potential to do that out of the two. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. An Anfield
2: Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Definitely. Before we move on to Sunday in the Firm Derby, the first of the season, let me just bring you back to that point you made there. So you are actually seeing a, a Klopp and a Benitez, probably and the manager who got the most out of Gerrard, as a player, you are seeing their influence on, on Gerrard's Rangers side.
0: Yeah, definitely. He's, he's talked about that. Um, I mean, with Klopp, it's the high press. Um, so you, you, Rangers are pressing teams high up the pitch. Um, very, very fit Uh, One of the things he did was he took the players away to Spain for, I think, 12 days and he worked them to the bone. Several players um, coming back saying they've never had a pre-season like it. Um, Lots of players saying how incredibly fit they feel compared to last year. Gerrard was actually through at last season's old-firm game at Ibrox, which Rangers lost 3-2. And it was 2-2 with 30 minutes to go and Celtic had a player sent off. And what Gerrard identified was the lack of fitness in the players at that point. Now, that can be a hoary old cliche that that managers coming into a new club say, oh, the players aren't fit enough and we've got them fit. But there is a stark difference, again, in in the fitness levels. A lot of praise has to go to the backroom team, Jordan Milson, Michael Beale, Tom Kosher and Gary McAllister on that, who have all apparently been very impressive if you talk to the players as well since they've come in. Um, So the Klopp high press is one aspect. In terms of Benitez, I think what you're seeing is this very, very structured philosophy in europe where they play very much for the result the gerard is not a guy who has a specific set philosophy on football he's been very very quick to to stress that Um he's a guy who sees different games different formations different games different players and the rotation has been part of that he's rotated the side uh, very well so far but very specific defensive tactical performances in Europe, especially away from home, very reminiscent of Rafael Benitez, and he's actually talked about that again in press conferences, how he learned about tactical structures um, from Rafa, and, and that's very much apparent.
2: To another of his former Liverpool managers, Brendan Rodgers, who will be in the opposing dugout on Sunday. It's always mm-hmm. a massive game, this one, but is this Rodgers, Gerard, you know, head-to-head, has it added an extra bit of space to, uh, to, to what is already a massive match?
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, you don't really want to add any more spice to the, the Rangers Celtic <laughs> game because it's it's probably spicy enough. It's at Vindaloo level Definitely. as it is. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I suppose um, the, the thing that it has added is a level of interest from television companies and, and, and guys down south in the media. And and that's great. It's given Scottish football a shot in the arm. There's a level of excitement surrounding the fixture Um, that's above what we normally see. Um, And I think that's partly down to the fact that Rangers just haven't been competitive in this fixture for for, for a great many years. And I think for the first time Sunday is the occasion where Rangers have a genuine chance of going into uh, the Lion's Den for, for them at Parkhead and having an opportunity to get a result and having a lot of people that think they can get a result. It'll be extraordinarily difficult. They've just been in Russia... It's a long flight. They've had to put in an incredible exertion to get through that amount of time with only nine players, and well, ten, ten players, then nine players. So it will be very difficult. Celtic had a, a really rudimentary um, uh, performance uh, result to get against Sudova, Cido, who were the Lithuanian team. You know, Celtic beat them 3 know very, very comfortable last night. So they'll be a lot fresher than than uh, Rangers. Uh, but it, it, it's a massive tie as always and I, and I think you can guarantee it'll be a tasty atmosphere at sure? uh, Celtic Park on Sunday.
2: I'm sure it will be. Might be a strange question to ask this given you know Brendan Rodgers' success in, the, in his first two seasons. But is he under a bit of pressure going into this game?
0: He's not under pressure. Uh, I think there's it's been a bad summer for Celtic, frankly. Um, they've not been able to sign the players that I think the manager wanted. The manager has been, Brendan Rodgers has been quite upfront about the fact that he's not been particularly pleased with the way the club operated its business over the summer. Um, that caused a major stushy in the media. Stushy, a good old Scottish word, just means uh, fallout. <laughs> um, and we've seen that manifest itself in a bit of upset around the team. Dindrick Boyata, who's the former Man City defender was subject to a £9 million bid from Fulham. He was very unhappy when Celtic turned that down and uh, subsequently didn't play in uh, their Champions League qualifiers against AEK Athens, in which Celtic were, were put out of the Champions League. Um, so that's caused a bit of a uh, of rupture. And then in the last day or so, um, the star striker, Moussa Dembele, has been linked heavily with a move to Lyon in France, and uh, last night was tweeting negatively about his manager, and it looks like Celtic have, have refused that interest, much to Dembele's chagrin. So it's not a happy camp at the moment. I think there's a number of... The Celtic have got a terrific squad by Scottish standards, and there's a number of very good players there who I think have been there a couple of years now and are maybe feeling they've reached the the apex of what they can achieve in Scotland and given one six out of six trophies, that's probably understandable when they're looking at a season that won't involve champions league football. And I think that um, has contributed to the, the disharmony being hundred percent honest though. I do feel Celtic have to be considered the favorites and this middle to front they are they're exceptionally slick um, as you would expect from a Brendan Rogers team. Very, very good to watch really fast, uh, transitions and, and I think they'll cause Rangers uh, who will be fatigued major problems. I expect it to be 2 1 Celtic, um, but I think it'll be a very good game and a, and a, and a, and a much more competitive encounter than we've seen until recently.
2: Yeah. Brendan Rodgers, do you think he, you know, I know he was unhappy with the, the transfer activity like you've talked about there. He club didn't qualify for the Champions League group stages. Is there any? whispers up there or talk of him maybe moving on again after you know after this season? Does he come back down south to, to manage in the Premier League? It's such a massive club, Celtic. Will he find a bigger club than that if and when he does move on?
0: Yeah, I, I think he'll find it very difficult to find a bigger club uh, than Celtic, but I think he'll find it fairly easy to find a club with a bigger budget than Celtic. And I think a manager with the ambitions that Brendan does have for his own career will find it tough to be challenged at a club like Celtic um, beyond maybe a two- or a three-year period. Um, there's a pretty strong glass ceiling in terms of what they can achieve with the Champions League. Celtic could go out and spend £30 million, 10 million on three £10 million pound players. It still might not be enough to, to make much of an impact in the Champions League, such as the disparity in the finances between the really top clubs and a club like Celtic. And that would put the club in a difficult position financially if they were to do that. So... His hands are tied. Having said that, um, Brendan Rodgers' results in the Champions League for Celtic have been poor. Domestically, they've been absolutely fantastic, but they've lost seven goals to Barcelona and PSG. Um, They've suffered other heavy defeats and they've suffered home defeats, which is quite unusual in Celtic's recent history. Um, uh, Brendan has a propensity to set up his teams in an attacking manner, regardless of the opposition, he feels genuinely that that will be for the long-term benefit of Celtic playing the Celtic way. But, you know, as as previous Celtic managers have seen, if, if you go up against a team that you know is better than you, if you try and uh, stifle their play, you can sometimes get a result. And we saw Neil Lennon uh, managed to lead Celtic to a win over the great Barcelona team of yeah, Messi, Iniesta, yeah. and Jabi. Um so, so we can see when Celtic are, are set up to do that, they can have success against even the very best and we've not seen that under Brendan Rodgers, uh while he's been the Celtic manager and I think you can't ignore that aspect of his, of his legacy in terms of what he's done at Celtic Park. He's been an enormous success and the football's been tremendous but European football-wise it's 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 been a it's been a bit of a damp squibber, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, just one final question, mate. Whatever happens on Sunday, it sounds like it's going to be a closer affair, as you said. There has been in in recent years, but is there a feeling up there, Gerard's arrival that not a a, balance, a shift in the balance of power, but does it feel like it's going to be more competitive now? You know, it, not just in the, the games between the two clubs, but but over the course of the season.
0: Yeah, there's been a great deal made of what in Scotland is called the gap the gap between the two biggest clubs. And in my mind, there is absolutely no doubt that that gap has closed significantly. Celtic have so far, and obviously there's another few hours left in the Scottish transfer window, they've weakened from last season, having lost Stuart Armstrong um, and a couple other players in there. And they've not satisfactorily improved their squad. Um, And Rangers have massively improved... Um, there can be no doubt in the impact Stephen Gerrard has had. He's barely had a failure to date in the transfer market. All these players that have come in have have added something. With the with the exception of maybe one, a guy called uh, uh, Umar Sadiq, who's come on loan from from Roma, but he's just a young kid and he just hasn't featured very much so far. But the rest of them have all have all added something. That's incredibly unusual to get that amount of players and and see so many success stories. Um, so so. We've seen a real shift in the balance of power in terms of that gap closing. Whether or not it will be enough for Rangers to overcome a, a, a Brendan Rogers Celtic over the course of a season, I'd say it's, it's unlikely. I think if Gerrard was to do that, it would be an absolutely incredible achievement. Uh, nobody would expect Rangers to win the league this year. And although people are now starting to look at that as a possibility based on what he's done, especially in Europe to date, Um I think if you just have to look at the, the gap over the last couple of years in terms of the points, to say that for Rangers to turn that round, it would require a, an enormous achievement. Um, but I think in terms of the overall plan for Stephen Gerrard, which I think would have been when he first came in, solidify season one, make sure you come second, try and put a challenge on Celtic, and then season two, try to win the league or try to put in a damn good challenge for the league. I think he's ahead of schedule for that.
2: Well, I'm sure Liverpool fans will be, will be happy to hear that, and I'm sure they're looking forward to Sunday like the rest of us. Thanks very much for that fascinating insight, mate, into Stephen Gerrard's start to life as Rangers manager and Sunday's big old Fern Derby. And be great to catch up again
0: later in the season. Delighted to be on. Thanks. You've been listening to an Anfield Plus podcast on the LFC Echo app.